This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. Hi, everybody. I'm Andy Baskin. He is Daryl Ryder. Um, We love having you on board, I'll tell you that, and we love talking Browns football with you, and we've got a number of topics that we're going to get to today, and, of course, you know most of them will revolve around the quarterback position, because that's pretty much all we've been talking about since the offseason uh, came into play. And here's where we are. So in a little bit, we're going to talk about Baker Mayfield, but we'll start off with the events uh, surrounding Deshaun Watson. And, Daryl, the the tide has turned, and we are in a hearing now. And the hearing is in Delaware. So hopefully while this is – you have your first chance to listen to us on this, that um, the hearing is still going on, although it could wrap up by the end of the week. Daryl, where are we with the hearing, and and what exactly is going on with the situation? Well, it, it's not a surprise. This is a multi-day hearing in front of uh, Sue Robinson, who uh, is uh, the former federal district judge, who is hearing this, I guess we put in quotation marks, case that is being made both uh, not only by the National Football League, but uh, Deshaun Watson, as well as the NFLPA, who are representing uh, or co-representing, I should say, and speaking on uh, Watson's behalf. Both sides are making their cases to Robinson as far as uh, the discipline, which means the final report, the finding of facts from the investigation that the league did into these allegations that were levied in civil court down in Texas against Deshaun. Of course, as we know, 24 girls, women, I should say, Uh, filed uh, civil lawsuits alleging sexual misconduct. The league looked into those. Since then, Watson has settled 20 of those cases, four are set to actually go to court. The league kind of narrowed the focus of, um, of their presentation, if you will, to uh, around five of these accusers and what they had to say. Uh, They made it known that their position is that they feel that Deshaun Watson, in fact, did violate the league conduct policy. They wanted an indefinite suspension with at least one year minimum of uh, a ban for him. Meanwhile, uh, Watson's camp, in conjunction with the NFLPA, is trying to make the case to the independent arbiter that, A, Deshaun Watson uh, did not violate. Uh, the conduct policy uh, and that the suspension that the league is seeking is unprecedented, uh, uncalled for, 
heavy-handed, however you want to describe that, and uh, again, making their case as to why Deshaun Watson should be allowed to play football in 2022. Darrell, why is there so much noise out there right now? I mean, we hear six to eight weeks. We hear that the league wants, you know, indefinite without pay. Why, why do you think there's so much noise out there right now? Is this just people looking for clicks or or what's the situation? No, I mean, look, there's posturing on both sides going on. And look, the NFL uh, on their side, I think that they really wanted it known what they were looking for uh, as far as discipline against Deshaun Watson. And to really show how serious they uh, took these allegations, clearly they have found something that has bothered them to the point that they would seek this type of discipline against a player. Um, and also to show, I guess, the public, hey, that not only do we take these seriously, but we want to punish accordingly uh, in this. And then on the flip side, um, uh, Watson's camp clearly wants it out there. Hey, look, he hasn't been charged with a crime. These are allegations, first and foremost. They've not even been adjudicated in civil court. Watson did set, settle uh, 20 of those cases. So if the league wants to argue bad press, the Watson's camp can say, hey, well, we, we're, we did what we could to settle this thing down by settling some of these suits and getting these things uh, out of the headlines. The, and we've talked about this, Andy. I think that the chief concern for the National Football League is the consistent and constant slow drip of news regarding Deshaun Watson as far as fresh allegations or fresh lawsuits. Um, and then, of course, when these uh, do go to trial next year, next spring, around March, right, because the, the, the two sides agreed that there would be no uh, lawsuits heard uh, during football season, that, uh, you know, something comes up in court, right, that uh, has not come up. Uh, and been put on paper in these court filings. So, I, look, I think that there's some concern from the NFL that although Deshaun Watson has settled 20 of these 24 cases, then, hey, that, that more stuff potentially could come out. So the NFL is kind of covering their backside here, too, because if they had they settled, right, had they settled with him on, let's just, for the sake of the discussion here, on six to ten games in that range, and more lawsuits were filed or more allegations became public. Then the league all of a sudden looks soft in their eyes, right? Because we didn't do enough or fans who have been, because let's be honest about fans are divided. There's uh, one, uh, one half of uh, fans that are just completely appalled and disgusted by what Deshaun Watson is accused of. And then there's the other group of fans that are just like, who cares? Let the dude play football. He didn't do anything wrong or he didn't do anything uh, illegal. That, that, that illegal that warrants him to be disciplined so severely. So um, it, it's it's a fine line that the NFL is trying to toe here. They clearly want to show that they take the, the, they take the allegation seriously. They are not happy with what they found within their investigation, and they are ready to – they are they would like to drop the hammer accordingly on Deshaun Watson. All right, so – so, Daryl, you said something interesting in the middle of that. You said um, they want to cover their backside. I also think they want to cover their front side on this, too, because uh, this is really the first huge case we've seen under the new CBA. Right. And this is a new case with someone in the middle who's not Roger Goodell, who could have ultimate power 
on what the suspension is. And right. the ultimate power, again, I'll say it a thousand times, is on Sue Robinson. The only way the league or the NFLPA, well, it's actually the league in this in this case, that if they wanted to appeal and change the ruling, they can. She, The only power she truly has, if the league doesn't want to listen, is zero games. Correct. And that's that's according to, and we went through that whole CBA thing there. But I think for the league, and, you know, Darren, we said this in the last podcast. We said the league needs to ask for the maximum because that way they can bargain their way back to the middle Correct. and say, hey, look, we tried for everything. But then the other thing is, is that, you know, we, a lot of people want to go Roethlisberger this, or they want to go uh, Deflategate, or they want to, they want to bring up things of the past. I think with the new CBA and having someone else who's supposed to be an in- independent arbiter, they, this is all new ground and the past precedent doesn't really, it may not have any effect in this. And it's, it's unusual because I think, you know, we, we want to tend to look at the courts and we want to look at things that have happened in the past and, and say, oh, well, past precedent. Well, I don't know that that applies here. So when I say looking at the front side for the NFL, it's not Deshaun Watson so much. It's every case that's going to happen after this. They've given themselves the deniability, right? If Sue Robinson comes back and says no discipline, number one, or comes back with a you know much shorter recommendation again we're speculating let's say six to ten games which by the way i i think is where we are in reality i don't think he's gonna get the full year ban is is that a change though i thought when we had talked last time that we both thought it was heading towards a full year well and that's because there were there was so much coming out right from the league's position of what they were looking for right what they were going to be fighting for um but (laughs) Uh, again, I think the league wanted to sh- their show of force, if you will, to your point that you ask for the maximum, just like prosecutors typically do in, in a court of law. In criminal cases, they will ask the judge or the jury for the maximum sentence unless, of course, they did some sort of agreement with between the, you know, with the defense or the, the, the judge or, or whatnot. But yeah, and that's um, like that's like saying. A murderer also got charged for jaywalking along the way because they need as many charges as they possibly can to throw at somebody so they can come back and go, all right, well, you murdered the guy, so we'll throw away the jaywalking. Right. We'll yeah. throw away the jaywalking ticket. Yeah. You know, one uh, of those um, situations. Yeah. So that's all part and parcel to the this process. They never reached a settlement, so it did go straight to the hearing. And you're right. The, the power now uh, falls to Sue Robinson to make a determination. The other thing, the other tentacle to this too is, is I wonder from a legal standpoint, what impact, whatever decision she makes has on the civil cases against Watson, Hmm. because if there is discipline, right? I'm not a lawyer, so I'm just kind of like talking out loud here, but I wonder, right. If that gives Tony Busby another round of ammunition Saying, look, his employer did this to him. Right. That why would I mean? Obviously, there's been damage here. Right. That hey, you know, clearly his own employer found that he was uh, guilty of a violation of some sort. Right. Let's to to keep very vague. Right. Um, So we we are asking for damages on behalf of uh, our clients and uh, to support our claims. We're going to use what. Sue Robinson 
hands down as kind of uh, ammunition. I just, I'm wondering if that ha happened. I would imagine it would. Uh, Daryl, let me, let me throw this one at you where it could be even more damaging is the fact that they've also, you know, if, if the Houston Texans are involved in this and now they're trying to sue the Houston Texans, they're going to say, Hey, why do you think that you're, I, I, I'm just saying from a defense or, or yeah, from a, uh, I don't even know the right, from a philosophical standpoint in the courts, you would easily be able to turn around and say, look, you know, you're the NFL, you're a part of this thing, and your your group thinks you did something wrong. How could you not be held, you know, responsible for that? So, yep. I, boy, I, I tell you, it, you if you're, you, I, no one's talking about the Houston Texans in this thing. Right. And that's going to get super interesting. But I will. I'll talk about it right now. Sure. Because I think that this is part of why the NFL wants to be so heavy-handed with Deshaun Watson in seeking this indefinite suspension. Because his actions, okay, and again, being very clear, I'm not saying he did anything wrong. I'm not saying that the, you know, I'm not taking sides, but his actions and the result of those actions, whatever they were, put one of the 32 teams at risk from a liability standpoint because the Houston Texans are being sued um, as a result of what Deshaun Watson is accused of. And they, the Texans, are being accused of enabling his behavior what by allegedly giving him a massage therapy table to use, by giving him access to a suite at a local hotel, uh, a security guard, I believe security guard, uh, it, it has been accused, uh, employed by the team, has been accused of providing Watson with a boilerplate blanket style non-disclosure agreement to use uh, with uh, female therapists and whatnot. So I, I think that that's a, another part of this, aside from the negative press that this continues to get, Aside from what Deshaun Watson is accused of, and again, we stress these are allegations being made in a civil court of law and not criminal court, but the fact that the Houston Texans are being sued and are it is they are being sought as being liable uh, in this litigation, and they are now exposed because of what Watson's accused of. Yeah, I, I think that that's. That's the primary motive, at least from my point of view, Andy, right. why the NFL wants to drop the hammer. Because one of the 32 entities that they are responsible for, right, the National Football League, it's one of 32, is uh, it could potentially be liable uh, if a jury or judge in any of these civil cases determine that Watson did, did something that uh, – you know, uh, results in these women being eligible for financial damage. And the domino effect there is, is, you know, what did the Houston Texans know? When did they know it? And, uh, you know, did they, uh, you know, uh, turn a blind eye for lack of a better phraseology. Yeah. And what's, I, I just, I really think that uh, the Texans are in a catch 22 because now if the league thinks that Deshaun, everything did, that Deshaun did was uh, against the conduct policy. And if the team helped facilitate that and they want to throw the book at Deshaun, what does that happen to the team? 
And if you're in a civil court, I mean, you can't tell me a good attorney is not going to be like, hey, your own employer. I mean, I know we're kind of going through this again, but I I just there's a catch 22 here that I don't know that a lot of people are looking at. The the stiffer the penalty against Deshaun, the more liable um, the uh, the Texans could be in this. And you know what we have not heard about, Andy? We have not heard about a league investigation into the Houston Texans. And I'm sure that that is something that the NFLPA, as well as Rusty Harden, who are representing Watson in these proceedings in front of Sue, Sue Robinson, I guarantee you that's part of their argument, right? Right. You, you investigated. Why is there no investigation into Houston Texans then? Uh, why is there a double standard? You investigated my client. My client uh gave the NFL's version of a deposition, right? Um, no legal protections there, uh, you know, privacy, all those type of things. So Watson is required to answer questions truthfully uh, without it being held against him from a legal standpoint. He And he also doesn't have legal protection where he can say, I'm going to take the fifth as to not self-incriminate myself. Um, when asked, uh, by the league in their investigation. So I think that's another part of this too, is, Hey, where's the league investigation into the Houston Texans? You guys have been, uh, you know, uh, digging at my client, uh, for the last six months or five months or however long it's been. And the Texans are being sued. So there, there's a lot, this is more, has gotten to be more, or it seems to be getting bigger and bigger as the weeks go on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Onions have feelings too, right? Onions have feelings, too, because we're peeling back that onion right now. All right, so let's do this. Let's peel it back a little bit more. We'll come back here in a second. Um, we also want to talk about Baker Mayfield, the events of what's going on there, too. So, And there was actually some news um, that didn't have to do anything with the quarterbacks this week. So we're going to get to all these things straight ahead on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. If you like what you're hearing, remember to subscribe to the It's Always Game Day in Cleveland feed. 